Please get set to be blessed by the teaching ministry of Reverend Dan Paul Fredericks, the lead pastor of the City of Grace. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are we ready for the word? Bible says that the entrance of God's word giveth light and understanding to be simple. Praise God. It simply means that if you open your heart to the simplicity of God's word, it will bring you health, it will bring you prosperity, it will bring you increase, it will bring you plenty, it will change every area of your life. Hallelujah. All right, the text that uh, Pastor Jerry started to read from is very instructive to what I'm going to be sharing this morning, and that is Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 18. He rightly read that scripture. He said, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know. So when your eyes is enlightened, when your spiritual eyes is flooded with light, the first thing that happens to you is knowledge. Praise God. Knowledge comes to you. Once you have knowledge, every other thing begins to fall in place. He said that you may know what is the hope of your calling. Praise God. To every calling, there is a hope attached to it. Praise God. And in our walk with God, the first hope of our calling is the riches of the glory that is in Christ. Amen. So we appreciate Pastor Jerry for that instructive word and it's very key and fundamental to the things that we are learning in the month of July. Praise God. I want you to know this morning that God wants you to prosper much more than you want to prosper. God wants you to exceed financially. He wants you to excel materially much more than you want to prosper. And I have the confidence and the boldness to say that because God is a good God. Praise God. Every good father, every good uncle, every good guardian want his word to prosper and to be in health. And God is not an exception to that truth. Praise God. So in as much as you want to prosper, in as much as you want to excel, God wants you to excel much more than that. Praise God. Are you with me this morning? He wants you to prosper in every area of your life. Hallelujah. So if you desire to walk in a perfect will of God and experience his prosperity, you must be ready to do his perfect will. There are people who want to excel in life. They want to prosper in life. They want to be able to control finances, but they are not willing to obey God's perfect will. It doesn't happen that way. Praise God. If you want to obey and prosper, you will definitely prosper. Praise God. But if you want to do your own thing and see prosperity, it doesn't follow. So to obey and honor the word of God, you must know what the word says for you to obey and honor it. Praise God. If you don't know what the word of God says, you will not be able to obey it. If you don't know what the word says, you will not be able to honor that word. Praise God. And God has a lot to say about prosperity for the believer. I'm telling you, if you read from Genesis to the end, which is Revelation, it is littered with God's promises for the believer. Praise God. If you read from Genesis, there are four rivers in Genesis. The idea behind those four rivers is provision for the believer. Praise God. In other words, before God created man, God had created all the wealth that God wanted the believer to enjoy. Tell your neighbor, welcome to increase. Welcome to plenty. Welcome to abundance. Hallelujah. But sad to say, many believers are not prospering because they are not willing and obedient to the call of God upon their lives. The reason why many believers are not prospering is because they are not willing and obedient. You know, there are two words here. You can be willing, but you are not obedient. But many believers are not willing and obedient to the calling of God upon their lives. Some are obedient, but they are not willing. 
Praise God. But you see, for you to be able to enjoy God's best, God's increase in your life and your, for your life, you must come to the place where you are willing and obedient to the call of God upon your life and his direction for your life. Glory to Jesus. If God gives you a particular direction where he wants you to function from or where he wants you to operate from, it behoves on you to be willing and obedient to go there. If God wants you to function in a particular city, function in a particular office, function in a particular home, or do a particular assignment, if you run away from that assignment, you are running away from your financial prosperity. Because your well-being, your finances are tied to your purpose. Hallelujah. And so the earlier you recognize that and begin to walk in it, the better for you. Tell your neighbor, I'm walking in my God-ordained assignment. Oh, I didn't hear believers talking. Say, I'm walking in my God-ordained assignment. I know beyond any shadow of doubt that God called me to be a pastor. God called me to teach his word. He called me to preach the gospel. He called me as a worshiper. Praise God. And I know in my perfect will right now that God wants me to pastor the city of grace. I am in the center of God's will for my life. You see, nothing gives me joy than what I do right now. And I can do it before two people, before five people, before 1,000 people, before 100,000 people. You know why? Because this is his will for my life. Are you listening to me? I have not found financial prosperity until I discovered his will for my life and began to walk in it. Amen. And I can tell you without a shadow of doubt that great increase is coming to me right now. Are you listening to me? Great increase is coming to me right now. Listen, you come to a point in your life that you know without a shadow of doubt that you are about to hit a major breakthrough. It only happens because you know you are in the center of his will for your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. In this service, I want to let you know that as a believer, you must give financially with the right motive. You must give financially with the right motive. Hallelujah. And importantly, you need to think and talk and act in line with God's word. You need to give financially to God's work. You need to give the whole of your heart with God's work. Praise God. And you need to think, you need to act, and then you need to walk in line with God's word. If God's word says it, you have no business doing the contrary. If God's word detects it, you have no business believing otherwise. If he says in blessing, I'm blessing you, and through you the nations of the earth will be blessed, your assignment is to think in that line. Your assignment is to act in that line. Your assignment is to work in that line. Praise God. How it functions in this kingdom is that you think it, you talk it, you walk it, and you see it. In this kingdom, you do all, you think it, you talk it, you walk it, and you begin to see the financial manifestation in your life, praise God. Listen, if God says it, it's going to happen anyways, it's going to happen, hallelujah, but he needs your cooperation for it to work. And before I go further, I need you to know that God's financial prosperity does not work overnight. God is not a magician. God did not store money, dollars in heaven that he can reign over your life in one night. God can give you financial miracle, but he cannot make you wealthy overnight. Tell your neighbor that, let him hear. God can give you financial miracle, but God will not make you a downgoate overnight. If it happens, you are from a cult. 
The Bible says, and Isaac sold in that land and Isaac began to prosper and he continued to prosper until he became very great. Isaac did not become a multi-millionaire overnight. Abraham did not become wealthy in one night. Job did not become wealthy in one night. Child of God, you will not become wealthy overnight. If you do, we will question your wealth. You must have an antecedent, praise God. We must discover when you used to come to the city of grace in one jalopy car. Then suddenly God helped you with a hala. Then you moved to a Hennessy. Then you jumped up from a Hennessy and then finally we saw you drive a C-class. Then now we can't count your cars. That is how God works progressively. Praise God. But it does not mean that God cannot give you a financial miracle. Is somebody listening to me, child of God? So God's work and God's pattern of prosperity is progressive. If you don't know his truth, you will suffer financially. Praise God. If you don't know that God wants you to prosper, I'm telling you, you will suffer financially. God has plenty to give you. He has plenty to deliver to you. He has plenty in the possession of men that he wants to get across to you. But if you don't know, you will be begging. You will live from hand to mouth. You will live beneath God's promises for your life. And God wants you to live above lack, above limitation, above stagnation. He wants you to live well. Tell your neighbor, he wants you to live well. Tell him again, say, God wants you to live well. Hallelujah. So if you continually honor and obey God's word, it will come. The more you obey God's word, the more you honor his word, the more his prosperity will increase in your life. Praise God. Listen, I can tell you without a shadow of doubt that when me and my wife got married, the things we have right now, we didn't have them. But we were believers. If there is anything my wife knows about me, is that I will confess the word in the night. I will confess it in the morning. Praise God. If I'm not going to confess it, I will keep my mouth shut. I will keep my mouth shut. But there is no lack around me. There is no poverty around me. I tested it and I discovered that it's not funny and I ran from it and I'm still running and I will never cohabit with lack. You go try it and see if you like it. Nobody likes poverty. Even a man that is poor knows that he does not like it himself. Praise God. How many of you want to be identified with poverty? I don't have it. Some people who have it might be able to lay hands on you and give you more. I don't have it. Praise God. Hallelujah. What I have is what I give. I have increased. I have plenty. Tell your neighbor, I have increased. I have plenty. You listen, in this church, you have got to learn to talk. Praise God. I have increased. I have plenty. The lines have indeed fallen onto me in pleasant places. My godly heritage are beautiful places. Praise God. My lot is not with lack. It's not with stagnation. It's not with limitation. It's not with never do well. It's not with, it's not enough. I have over and above all that God wants me to have. Praise God. Come with me to Galatians chapter 3, verse number 13 and 14. Praise God. Galatians 3, 13 to 14 is a familiar scripture with us here, but we don't take it familiarly. Praise God. It's a scripture that we have read over and over and over in here. But anytime we go to Galatians 3, 13, something new jumps up at us. The Bible says Christ has redeemed us. Tell your neighbor he has redeemed me. Say he has redeemed me. From the cause of the law, having become a cause for us, for it is written. Cause is everyone who hangs on a tree, praise God. Listen, from the first paragraph, you will appreciate the fact that he is not going to redeem you. 
He is not thinking about redeeming you. He is not meditating whether or not to redeem you. The Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Listen to me, child of God. The curse of the law is threefold. It's poverty, it's sickness, and then spiritual death. Praise God. And he redeemed us from all of them. The one that I'm excited about this morning is what? Poverty. I know without a shadow of doubt that I have been redeemed from sickness. I have been redeemed from spiritual death. I know God. I am in constant communion with God. I am in constant communion with the Holy Spirit. I am in constant fellowship with them. He is my father. I know without a shadow of doubt that his house is open to me every other day. Praise God. And I know that above everything, he redeemed me from the curse of poverty. Why did he redeem me? Because he knew that the purpose for which he created me would not be maximized, fulfilled, except I have access to the abundance that is in his house. Anytime a man adopts a son, the first sign that a child is truly adopted is whether or not the adopted child has access to the wealth of the house. If you adopt a child and you put the child with your parent, you have not adopted the child. If you adopt a child and the child is in your farmhouse while you live in the mansion, you have not adopted him. You only got his slave. Is somebody with me this morning? So the Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. In other words, he took up the curses that were on us and laid it upon him. Because the word says curses everyone that hangs upon a tree. Amen. Verse number 14, the reason for which he redeemed us from the curse of the law is seen in the first line of verse number 14. He said that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Tell your neighbor, I'm not a Gentile. I am the body of Christ. I am the body of Christ. Say it with conviction, I'm not a Gentile. I am the body of Christ. I am a co-heir. With Isaac. Praise God. Listen to me, child of God. The reason for which he redeemed us is so that the blessing of Abraham will come upon us. The blessing of Abraham is in threefold. I will touch one right now as I go on. I will explain to you. One of the blessings of Abraham is financial prosperity. Well-being. Wealth. Are you listening to me this morning? Praise God. Listen, if he redeemed you from the curse of the law, it means he redeemed you into another place. Listen, if you deliver a person from a particular place, it presupposes that you are taking him to another place. I remember the teaching of Jesus. He said when a, 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 when a, when a madman is delivered, particular demons that have inhabited him leave him. Do you follow that story? He said, if, that demon, if the demons leave him, his house is garnished and cleansed. But if he is not filled with a new spirit, the old spirit that left him will return. They will return in sevenfold. The Bible records that his last state will be worse than the former. Hear me and hear me well. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of poverty. If you don't embrace wealth, the poverty that will come upon you has no... Is who doing press up? <laughs> Lift your hands towards me. Say, I believe I receive all that God has for me. All the increase he has for me. Tell your neighbor, eyes have not seen, 
ears haven't heard. Neither has it entered the heart of man. The things that God has in stock for Dan Paul. For Dan Paul. For Dan Paul. For Dan Paul. I didn't know you were following for Dan Paul. He redeemed me from the curse of poverty so that I can enjoy his very best. Tell your neighbor, I'm enjoying God's best. Say, if it is good, I am enjoying it. If it is perfect, I am enjoying it. I believe some of you are listening to me. You cannot repeat it because you are asking yourself where I am doesn't look like God's best. It is in talking that we appropriate it. It is in talking that we appropriate it. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, you mountain, be you removed, be you cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that the things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. God said it. Jesus re-echoed it. I believe it. He settles it. I don't know how God does it, but I believe it. I believe it. I believe that I'm driving brand new cars every other year. I believe that men buy choice cars and they send to me every other year. I believe that men buy me return ticket and ask me, where will you go? I believe the doors of ministry are opening for me in the north, in the south, in the east, in the west. I believe I pastor the best people and I believe that people come into my life and their lives are transformed because they came in contact with me. That is prosperity. That is prosperity. That is prosperity. Every need that arises in my house, there is abundant supply to meet it. I have God's bag. His increase is in my house. One of God's general in this nation, Reverend Yinka Yusuf, humorously said that he has picked into God's pocket and he can say without a shadow of doubt that there is money in God's pocket. I equally have picked into God's pocket and I saw different denomination. The one you want is the one you take. Right now, I am taking dollars. I'm taking pounds, challenge. Any money that I appreciate, I take it by faith. Glory to God. Oh, money comes to me effortlessly. Money comes to me now. Increase comes to me now. They come from Europe. They come from the US. They come from China. They come from Timbuktu. Anywhere people live, as long as they are well, the increase comes to me. God can send me money from Somalia. He can send me money from Sudan. He can send me money from Togo. He can send me money from the remotest part of Jigawa State. It comes to me because I'm the blessed of the Lord. I'm the blessed of the Lord. Oh, increase comes to me naturally. They come to me. Increase is my natural habitat. Plenty is my natural habitat. That is God's intention for the believer. But the believer must say it. The believer must confess it. The believer must have a renewed mind. Why? Because he has been redeemed from the curse of the Lord. The blessing of Abraham rests upon him. If Abraham was a poor man, there is no religion that will identify with him. One of the reasons why every religion of the earth associates with Abraham is because Abraham was a wealthy man. Till tomorrow, Abraham is still a wealthy man. Have you seen any Jew? There is no Jew upon the face of the earth that is bereft of increase. Why? The blessing of Abraham. If you recognize it, it will rub on you. It will sit on you. I'm a proud son of Abraham. Proud son of Abraham. Riches and wealth are in my house. 
I don't know about what, I don't know what is in your house, but riches and wealth are in the Paul Frederick's house. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what is in your house, but riches and wealth are in my house. If you come to my drawers, any denomination that is key in this nation is in my house. Riches and wealth is in my house. I walk on the road and strange people bless me. I stay in my office and strange people bless me. They ask me, is there anything more we can do to make your life comfortable? That is God's intention for your life. Tell your neighbor, God is a good God. All he wants for you is increase. Praise God. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. Praise God. If he does not want us to enjoy plenty, he wouldn't have redeemed us. If God wanted me to walk in one tie, one shirt, one trouser the rest of my life, he wouldn't have redeemed me when he redeemed me. Once upon a time, all I had was two trousers, two shirts. A brother of mine took one shirt, one trouser, and he took the best, but God redeemed me. Do you know that when I had those two trousers, two shirts, I was not born again? But shortly after I gave my life to Christ, 7th of March, 1991, the greatest thing that has happened to my life was that day. He turned my life completely around. Filled me with the Holy Ghost and sent me on a path to shining. Child of God, if you saw me the way I was then, you wouldn't have traded me for a cup of milk. But now all of you want to hug me. Isn't God awesome? Isn't God awesome? Take a good look at yourself, the way you used to be and now, which one do you prefer? And this is just a scratch of you. Oh, I didn't hear a good amen. amen. You see, when I recognize a prophecy, I recognize it. And this is just a scratch of the real you. Oh, it won't be long. People will want to eat from the crumbs that fall from your table. They will want to come near you. It won't be long. People will hear your name and they will say, I know that person. We eat together. We dine together. Praise God. Physically, I'm not there yet. But there are people that anytime they hear the name Dan Paul, they say, we know him. He's our friend. There are places I go. I don't know the people that say, that's my pastor. They come to greet me. They come to take snapshot with me. I'm not there yet in the natural. Praise God. But I'm not where I used to be. You know why? Because he redeemed me. Tell your neighbor, I'm redeemed. From the curse of the law. Praise God. Christ took everything that was ugly about me and placed it upon himself. Do you know that you can prosper beautifully? Oh, people say the guy is not a fine man. When you begin to drink of the Holy Ghost, when you begin to dwell in his word, even your appearance will begin to glow. On the Mount of Transfiguration, what made the three beautiful was not their eloquence. It was the presence of God. <laughs> oh, the Bible records that Peter was so mesmerized by the very presence of God. He said, I don't want to leave here. Oh, let's build three tabernacles. I don't want to be in any of the tabernacles. I just want to watch. Do you know that Peter didn't mention his name, sir? He said, let's build three. I will be contented just staying outside. Listen, you get into God's very best and people just want to hang around you. If people are not hanging around you, it's one thing. Tell your neighbor you have work to do. 
Tell them, say, say you have work to do. Hey, I don't care. If they like, they should like me. If they like, they should not like me. I know that I belong to God. You should care. You should care. Why? Because Peter cared. He saw something upon them. He saw a presence he had never witnessed before. And he said, I don't want to leave this place. Some of you thought that the thing that Peter saw was only rainbow. Peter saw more than rainbow. In that one minute, Peter saw the, all the glories, in quote, of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I'm preaching myself happy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Peter saw something that the others didn't see. Peter was a poor fisherman. He became a mighty business magnet when he obeyed God's word, nevertheless at thy word. Then he went on to become a super wealthy man in the spirit. He saw all the glories of God, like I said in quotes, and he said, I don't want to live here. I don't want to live here. Listen, when you begin to understand the manifold blessings of God, you don't want to leave that place. His prosperity. His increase, his plenty, his abundance. Praise God. So the cause of the Lord includes death, sickness, and poverty. We have life because of Christ. We have life because of Christ. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, say, I have life. The Bible says in John chapter 5, verse number 26, for as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the son to have life in himself. Listen, what he says to one, he says to all. What Christ have, I have access to. He says, the father has life in himself, so he has granted the son to have life in himself. What is life without wealth? Jesus didn't only have life. Do you know what you call life? Is to breathe in and breathe out. He didn't say Jesus had breath. What you call life is what breathe in and breathe out. He didn't. Do you think God didn't know how to speak English? He will have said, because the Father has breath in Himself, He has given the same breath to His Son. No, He said, God has life in Himself, the same life He has given the Son the ability to have. Child of God, you are only existing if all you have is breath. Now that you have the nature of God in you, the life of God in you, you equally should exhibit his wealth. That's what the scripture says. For as the father has life in himself. Hmm. Do you know that anything that is dead is devoid of life? Some people have businesses, but the business do not have life. As Andrew, if they say a business does not have life, what are they saying? Is it the ability to breathe? In simple terms, in simple economic sense of business, it means the business does not have in and out. And what is that? Finances. In other words, when we see your financial statement, it is red. Tell your neighbor, I'm crazy about God. This morning, if your finances, your bank statement is in red, it is in the blood of Jesus. Increase comes to you naturally in the name of Jesus. Hey, if your finances is in the red, if all your accounts are in the red, it means the blood of Jesus has gone ahead of you. Increase comes to those accounts naturally in the name of Jesus. As God's son, I call forth money from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Let them locate you in the name of Jesus. May strange people bless you in the name of Jesus. I may 
let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened so that you will know where your wealth is placed. You discover it and then you begin to prosper. Then you continue to prosper until you become very great. Listen, when you discover it, you can sell pure water. They will call you a maker water. <laughs> but the man has a mansion in VGC. Why a maker water? What is he selling? Water. They will just call you Stephen Fish. He sells fish, roasted, bone fish. Whatever they do with fish, he does it. But he's built houses from fish. My mama of course say yes, but she's trained seven children with doctorate degrees from what say, If he leads you to discover it, it is because your wealth is tied there. He does not want you to live from hand to mouth. God punished poverty again and again and again and again. Why? Because he redeemed me from the cause of poverty. I don't know what he redeemed you from, but I have been redeemed. I have been redeemed. I have been redeemed. I have been redeemed. And I am not only redeemed and abandoned, I am redeemed so that I can take on the blessings of Abraham. As Abraham was, greater is he that is in me right now. If Abraham was a mighty millionaire, I am a billionaire. Somebody say, why are you equating yourself with Abraham? Because Abraham does not have the Holy Ghost. I have the Holy Ghost. My advantage is the Holy Ghost. Listen, Abraham did not partake of the communion. I drink the blood every day. Thank you, Spirit of God. Say, I believe I receive. I believe I receive. Christ tested death for us. He is crowned with glory and honor. Let me show you a scripture from Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 9. Quickly, if you put it on the screen, I'll be grateful. The Bible said, for we see Jesus. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. What are you seeing? <laughs> but we see Jesus. Who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God might test death for everyone. Listen, he tested poverty for everyone. Most time when you read the Bible, you are concerned with going to heaven. You will be utterly useless. If all you think about right now is heaven. Heaven is my house. When I close my eyes, I will appear there. There are Christians that are afraid of living life because they don't want to sin. <laughs> the Bible says, if we have fellowship one with another, the blood of his son cleanses us from all the righteousness. In other words, as long as I maintain fellowship, when I sin, the blood of his son cleanses me. So what I do, I concentrate on living here on earth. Thank you, Spirit of God. He said, but we see Jesus. So what do you see this morning? When you see him, is it the blood and the crown and the thorns that you see or you saw or you see the things that he took for your sake? When I see Jesus, I see poverty laid on him. I see sickness, disease, and infirmity laid on him. I see failure laid on him. Anytime they bring bill to my seat to 
me to pay. I see the bill laid on Jesus. Why? The Bible says, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angel for the suffering of death, crowned with what? Glory and honor. Listen to me, child of God. The reason why he took everything is so that he can take glory and honor for Dan Paul. The reason why he was crowned with suffering was so that he can take glory and honor for Dan Paul. Where Jesus is, he doesn't need glory. He doesn't need honor. I need glory. I need honor. I feel like dancing again. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't need glory. He doesn't need honor. The Bible says he is seated at the right hand of God. Close to his side, I am seated there. But you see, the glory and honor is for Dan Paul. Because I have work to finish here. The word glory is dogza. All that God was, all that God is, all that God will ever be. The word dogza is wealth. The sons of Laban, they saw Jacob and they said, from our father has he begotten all this glory. There's some money, they call it glory. What do you see when you see Jesus? Blood or glory? Has he glory? Has he glory? Has he honor? Praise God. <laughs> I see glory anytime I think about Jesus. And the glory that is upon him is not for him, it's for me. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his. Do you know that there are believers who sing that song and cry? He's <laughs> got the little, little babies in his hand. He's got me and you, uncle, in his hand. What he has in his hands is not blood. It's the wealth of the nation in his hands. He has the wealth for you. I'm talking to the wrong people. I'm sure of that. No, 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 no. I need to preach this gospel somewhere. See, the wealth he has is not for himself. The word in his hand is not for himself. He has it for the redeemed. The word in his hand for the redeemed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for everything you've done for me. For all that you have in your hands for me. I appropriate the blessings in your hands. The wealth in your hands. The abundance in your hands. Lord, this church may not see it right now, but you will open their eyes to see it. But I see Jesus. Crowned with glory and honor. You know, when you read this scripture, you need to jump sometime. But I see, but I'm poor, see Jesus. Crowned with glory and honor. If that is all you see from that scripture, you made my day. But I see Jesus crowned with glory and honor. If he is crowned with glory and honor, for who is he crowned? From? I am his brother. I am his brother. He took my place. Everything that was wrong with me was laid on him. Everything that was good on him was laid on me. I take it by faith in the name of Jesus. I appropriate it in the name of Jesus. One more day with lack, insufficiency, poverty is your choice. Why? 
But we see Jesus. I see Jesus. To some people, this gospel is no gospel. They prefer to be meek and humble and go to heaven. And heaven is way out of your league. It's going to be a long, long time before heaven comes. If you're in a hurry to go, you need to die. I will be here a while. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to be here a while. Oh, eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. Glory to Jesus. Hey, woo, glory to God. Glory to God. God is a good God. God is a good God. Listen, there is increase in my father. He has plenty to give to his sons. He does not need this plenty. He has them for his children. Naturally, as a father, I want to bequeath wealth to my son that he need not walk one day in his life except to use word skill to manage his wealth. Do you have an idea what your father has left for you on planet Earth? I prophesy over your life that strange people will serve you. 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 As long as my father lives, strange men will serve you. Why would they serve me? Because I see Jesus. Crowned with glory and honor. Malebo shitaha. Bruno suprendesh elebondong lenono. Zolush eleba. Yeleko zukupreyela. Yandong lenononde krane yalishka telebanda. Hear me and hear me well. Only a wicked husband will be all beautiful and handsome and well fed, and his wife walks in rag. Only a wicked man. <laughs> but because we see Jesus as the husband of the church, everything that the head enjoys, the body enjoys it. If you look at me very well this morning, all you see is glory and honor. Oh, I don't know what you see around me, but I see glory and honor. I see glory and honor. I see glory. See, when I go out, every tribe looks at me, they see glory and honor. Is it my fault? Whose fault? It's Jesus' fault. Don't be jealous of the things that I enjoy. You want to fight me? Go fight Jesus. How many of you know that Jesus is the hope of glory? In other, other words, if you want glory, look at Jesus. So he said, but we see the hope of glory. Look at that scripture there. You remember? Colossians. Jesus is what? The hope of what? So we can quietly say, but we see. Say it now. Are you ashamed? But we see. <laughs> but we see. Oh, God. What do we see? I'm going to stay here till 1 p.m. if I have to finish this text. But we see what? What do you see? What do you see? What do you have? Are you born again? Yes. Do you have Jesus? Yes. What do you have? It is so easy to connect it. But we see Jesus. And if Jesus is the hope of glory, then what do we see? But we see what? The hope of glory. If we have Jesus, what do we have? We have glory.
<laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's look at that text again. This morning, I want everything from the scriptures. Everything from the scriptures. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might test death for everyone. Praise God. Do you know the next scripture that comes to, close to mind? It's 2 Corinthians 8, 9. He said, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became what? Poor. That you, through his word, might become what? Rich. Everything that he had from Genesis to Revelation was for your sake. Praise God. So Christ put away sin, not sins. What had the ability to stagnate man? Sin nature has been destroyed. Jesus took our place. He became our substitute. Glory to God. That is why we make our boast in John chapter 10, verse number 10. Let me tell you exactly what he said. The Bible said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But here Jesus, he said it boldly, I have come that they may have my kind of life. Your translation didn't don't have this. This is what he told me last night. I'm writing it verbally. He said, I have come that they may have my kind of life. The life you have, does it resemble the life that Jesus had? Some of you, the only one that resembled him is that you pray in tongues. You try not to sin. That is not all that he has. He said, I have come that they may have my kind of life and that they may have it. The God kind of life. The Zoe life, beyond measure, more abundantly. The Zoe life is life beyond measure. If your life is measured, you are still coming up. Are you listening to me this morning? He said, I have come that they may have my kind of life. There is no lack in this kind of life. And that they may have it, the God kind of life. There is nothing sickly, penury, lack-like around God. I like my choice of English today. There is nothing penury, lack-like, poverty-like around God. Don't you ever associate poverty with spirituality. They are poles apart. Don't you ever associate poverty with spirituality, they are poles apart. The people that are more prone to commit sin are poor people. Oh, Leshina Hanange. See, when he delivered you from poverty, he translated you to the good life so that you can live the Christ life effortlessly. First Timothy said, the love of money is the root of all evil. Pastor Andrew, people who love money are poor people. If you give a poor man 1,000 naira, he will say, If you don't tithe regularly, if you don't tithe regularly, if you don't tithe consistently, if you don't tithe consciously, you are depriving yourself of enjoying God's prosperity. I will say it again. 
if you don't tithe consciously, if you don't tithe consistently, you are depriving yourself of God's best for your life, prosperity. Before Malachi 3.10, tithe existed. In Hebrew, tithe still exists. Any Christian who thinks he can succeed without tithing will continue to struggle. Let me put it in a better way. Where you are right now, you will have been far better than that if you have tithed consistently. So you think you're a millionaire now, you will have been a billionaire if you were tithing consciously. I don't mean to throw money into the bag, 10% and walk away, to tithe consciously. God, this is your 10% I give because I love you. I may not even have a proper understanding of why I have to tithe, but because your word says it, I am tithing. Take your money. Let the blessing that rests upon Titus rest upon me. Walk away. I tithing consciously. Some of you, all you do is just... When you tithe, expects a return on your what? Investment. You know, I hardly talk about money in this house. That's what he told me. But anytime I begin to teach on money because he placed it in my heart. When we started out in ministry with my wife, we said, be careful about money. Be careful about pastors who go from place to place raising money. Have I ever brought a man who raised money in this house? Maybe one person for pulpits. Pastor Joe, right? I would tell them, please preach, but don't talk about money. Don't ask people for money. I would rather save and take my wife's money and put it together and do something for God than to ask people to give. That is why I have boldly confessed it, that I will be richer than the church in years to come. I will continue to be wealthy. If you equate all the wealth of living faith churches worldwide, it does not amount to the wealth of Bishop Oyedipo as an individual. You see, Oyedipo is going to build a 100,000 Bishop Oyedipo with all due respect. He's going to build a 1,000-seater auditorium. He does not need offering to build it. My cousin, Dr. Enenche, is building one now in Abuja. He might need offering. But bishop does not need offering. When bishop discovered the secret to financial prosperity, I can mention pastors in Nigeria, in Kaduna still. Now with all due respect, I'm wealthier than them. They were his first ministers that he ordained. If you are a member of this church and you are going to be in this city for a while and in Nigeria for a while and you are not in a hurry to go to heaven, please follow me like a blind man. Don't be in a hurry to leave me. Especially if your destiny is connected to mine. There is bread in this house. There is wine in this house. There is money in this house. You know, sometimes I sit alone and I just get very excited. You know, when you tell a man that everything is set for his wedding reception and that the wedding is like William's wedding and that it's taking place tomorrow being Saturday, the Friday he may not be able to sleep. That is why they do bachelor's eve and they drink all night. They're afraid of sleeping in case they don't wake up. They want to just be alert. 
Haven't you noticed that a man gets married, the wedding night he sleeps off like a log of wood? The Friday night he didn't sleep. He, he kept awake, kept vigil. Sometimes I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Something is about to break loose. I can't figure when. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm not the only person. When Joseph went to Potiphar's prison, he couldn't commit fornication with his wife because he was conscious that it could be any time soon. He knew there was going to be a breaking forth. That was why Potiphar's wife said, come lie with me. Say, madam, I would have loved to. But it's a sin against God. It's a sin against my master. But above all, this my dream may break forth anytime soon. I hear that suddenness in my spirit. I keep myself in check. Sometimes I am tempted to say, I'm tired, like Lot, like Job. But I keep holding on. Why? My heart indicts a good matter. There is a sound of abundance of rain. <laughs> if you don't understand what I'm teaching this morning, say after me, say pastor, say pastor, I may not understand you, but I take everything you are saying and I swallow it. I mean it. If you don't understand what I'm saying this morning, say, Pastor, what you are saying sounds like magic, but I like the sound of that magic. I swallow it. Have you understood faith before? Faith sounds like magic. Well, here I am. <laughs> you want to see how faith works? Take a good look at me. Oh, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Ooh. Let me read a scripture for you quickly. You will love the scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse number 14 to 16. Romans chapter 8, verse number 14 to 16. Jesus took our place. He became our substitute. Hallelujah. He became my substitute. In the place where I'm supposed to be romancing with luck, he became my substitute. Where I was supposed to be sick, he became my substitute. In places where I was supposed to be crying, had I known, he became my substitute. Hallelujah. See what he says in Romans chapter 8, 14 to 16. He said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Do you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you? I don't know about you. I have the Spirit of God. When I got born again, the Spirit of God came to tabernacle in me and he will never leave me nor forsake me. Some of you, when you commit sin, you say he, the Spirit went. You even know when he left. <laughs> Pastor, as soon as I, as soon as I told that person, banker, I just, I just saw the Spirit coming out of my nose like smoke. Bros, it was Hamatan and you were breathing. That was all went out. It was not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit will never leave you until you ask him to leave you. The Bible says we have been sealed with him. He is the evidence of our redemption. Tell you, the Bible has been sealed. Do you know what it means to be sealed? When you buy a property, that property is not yours until it is signed, 
sealed, and delivered. What it simply means is that I am a bona fide candidate of heaven by virtue of my sealing with the Holy Ghost. You know, there are Christians, God has given them vision to see hell. Have you ever seen anyone mentioned than Paul there? That they saw me or saw my lookalike? I can't be in hell. I don't know about you. Some of you may decide to change your mind and go there, but I can't be in hell. I can't experience hell here. Neither can I experience hell here. He who the Son set free, he is free indeed. I have been set free. I have been sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. In those days when a man buys a slave, the man puts his seal on the slave. The reason why I wear this ring is because I am a king. I like beautiful things. I like bling bling. Some of you don't like, you say, this pastor likes godly things. My wife, I've said this several years, you're not the first. I like godly things. Oh, I will be here 2,000 years again. Do you know sometimes when I look at my age, I say, God, why not take 20 out? Let's take 20. That is why I keep confessing. As my age increases, so shall my strength be. If you die too early, you will lose. I'm telling, I'm telling you, I'm, and I'm telling you, this is the word of God for you. If you die too early, you will look down from heaven and regret you will see the things that I will do for you, but you are no longer here. Then you look at God and say, Allah, can't you change? He's not the one. You refuse to confess the word and live in health. Your spirit is still here, but your physical body is gone. Haida Yesu Yesu Koi Matavi. Matavi na. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. At 90, I am strong, I am healthy, I am eating, I am talking, I am walking, I am filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because I seek grace and glory. I know my wife will not die before me, so she'll still be here. Because I'll go before her. So if I go at 90, she goes at 95 or 100. But I'm going I'm to be here, I'm going to be here a long time. Hear the word of the Spirit. If you think you have seen it, you haven't seen anything yet. That's what I just said. If you think you have seen it, you have seen nothing yet. There is coming an outflow of grace and glory, an outflow of riches and wealth upon the church. The church is not poor. The church is not a building. I am the church. And all he wants for me is increase. You have one car, one two-bedroom flat. You are walking around with your shoulder high. You have limited God. You have limited God. You have a millionaire in your account. 
You think you have plenty money? You have limited God. Oh, praise God. Liba janetoso preketeshken. Limbra zonto mariandele krenononge il kaharkasi rodoshken. Thank you, Father. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I take a few scriptures and then I let you go home and I continue these thoughts on Tuesday. There's a reason why I'm speaking in tongues. When I look at that scripture, I, I, when I look at that wall clock, the wall clock has been in one place in the last 30 minutes. So I say, God, I am Gideon. Time is standing still. So I had to ask myself and look this way and discover that this one is moving, but the one God wants me to use is still quarter to 10. Turn your back, all of you, and see the one I'm using. Turn. See, that's how God works. He says, son, fix your gaze on that one. Where do you see? I see Jesus standing tall for me. <laughs> oh, Russian. Can you pray in tongues for two minutes? Lee Limbra zondorodo, genetoso pregede, liklenonon zeli genetosa gabragado, liklenonon de le chatahara to supreteshke telebregede, limbro zontonglendo, uske helka hasko, uske breki selaya, rail elabo, genetusu pregede, linklenonon du crotuse preketishke telebena, mangetu uske telhaya. God is a good God. God is a good God. From the rising of the sun to the down of the same, you are still a good God. There is no good thing that you will withhold from your sons, from your daughters. Because when we see Jesus, we see grace, we see glory, we see honor, we see the hope of glory, and we thank you, and we bless your name, and we give you all praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. He said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of what? Bondage. Are you seeing it? For you did not receive the spirit of what? Bondage. Here I say adoption. But hear what he said to me this morning. He said, Pastor Dan Paul, for you did not receive the spirit of poverty, the spirit of lack, the spirit of stagnation, again to fear. In other words, if you have been adopted, you have no room for fear. You know, there are people who go to bed every night, they are afraid. What will happen in the morning? What if they lose their job? What if they lose their investment? What if their house is burnt down? What if they are robbed? What if something goes wrong? Every day they are afraid of something. No! You are no longer subject to adoption of fear, stagnation, or any kind of limitation. You see what he said? He said, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Father God. The word Abba Father simply means Father God. You know, once in a while you need to just look up to heaven and say, Father God, Father God, Father God. A consciousness that God is your Father will help you in the time that there is a leak anywhere around you. You know, leak, when you begin to feel fear, symptoms of fear, Symptom that something is going to go wrong. You lift your head and say, Father God, Father God. Why do we say Father God? Because we have a right to associate and to call him. That's what Jesus did. Granted us access to him. Open doors for us to him. Praise God. He said, the spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Listen, when you put the word son, sometimes it, 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 it appears like it's going to limit you. We are the children of God. Listen, if we are children of God, it means we have access to everything our father has access to. 
It is time some of us begin to think like children. The reason why you don't enjoy God's goodness, God's grace, God's wealth is because you see yourself as a son. Anytime you stand tall, you see yourself as a man. I've got this. Oh, I've got this. I'll call Collins in the morning. No problem. No matter how he bad, I will see Pastor Josh. If, if, if he bad at all, at all, at all, I'll go and see Emeka. Emeka will always have a cup of gari we can share. The more you think like that without focusing to Abba Father or Father God, the more you distance yourself from his hand. Amen. All right, so as we close this morning, let me read for you 1 John 3, 14. 1 John 3, 14. He said, for we know that we have passed from death, that is poverty, lack, stagnation, spiritual death, to life. What is life? The God kind of life. Lacking in nothing because we love the brethren. The reason why we have everything in abundance is because we, call, we walk in love. Praise God. He who does not love his brother abides in poverty, in lack, stagnation, and spiritual death. And saints, we know we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. Amen. All right, I'll read this scripture and then we'll meet on Tuesday. Galatians 3, 13, 14, and 29. All right, I'll just read 3, 13, and 14. On Tuesday, I'll continue from there. He said, and if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's children. The word seed is what children. And co-inheritors. You know, sometimes you see the word heirs. It's a legal term. <laughs> and co-inheritors according to the promise. What is the promise? You go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 15. To That's why I'll continue on Tuesday. If you are Abraham's children, then you are entitled to everything that Abraham enjoys. In other words, everything that Isaac enjoyed, Jacob enjoyed, they are what? At your back and call. God does not want you to move from point A to point B every day of your life, thinking about whether or not things will fall in place. Praise God. Have you learned something this morning? Have you learned something this morning? Stretch forth your hand towards me and say after me, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive your word, your engrafted word, that is able to save, that is able to heal, that is able to deliver, and grant me an inheritance among the saints that are sanctified. Thank you for the entrance of thy word. It is working in my spirit. It is working in my body. It is working in my mind. And is bringing forth a hundredfold. I experience the blessing. The manifestation of the blessing. I have increased on every side. And I thank you because I see them come to pass. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's celebrate our friend, Pastor Joshua. Hello. I'm sure you have been blessed by the message. We would like for you to join us every Sunday by 8.30 a.m. 
at the City of Grace, Karuga Road, Kamazu, Kaduna South. God bless you richly and enjoy grace.